Hits on the sevens, traffic on the eights. I'm here with my morning co-host, Jock Jam's favorite, Stephen. Robles. Bomb. Hey, morning, Nate. Morning, Stephen. Welcome to Movies on the Side, Stephen. First of all, it's early. Too early. This is an, uh, one of those episodes, Nate. What, when you say one of those, what do you mean? It's one of those where we are staring at each other as we record. But but you have a giant foam thing over your microphone, so I just <laughs> see the top half of your face, and I have a, what are these called? It's a windscreen. A windscreen, <laughs> so I can use my plosives. I actually feel like it's less awkward with half the face covered. Because you can't see my mouth move? I guess. Like, I could stare at you right now, and it's not weird. That's even better. Have you ever done morning radio? No. I have. No way. I did. It was uh, a college thing, wasn't it? I was on morning radio in Lakeland, Florida. It was maybe four years ago, three or four years How ago. Come I, I'm just finding out about this now. This radio station did not do any kind of podcast version, and it wasn't streaming, so you literally had to be in Lakeland to hear it. Please, please tell the listeners what you did at this radio station. What, what is this? I was 14.30 AM's talk radio's tech guy. And I came in once a month and I talked about technology. It was fun, but they, they would go from 6 to 9 a.m. every day. Sure. And I was on at around like 8 something a.m. And it was a lot of fun. It was fun. How long did you do this for? I did it for about a year. I actually, nice. have one, I actually have my recording of net neutrality. I'll put it in show notes. Yes. We had breakfast yesterday, Nate. We did. I always mean to take a selfie with you when we are together, and I, I always forget, because we we're just so deep in conversation. And that's the way I want to live my life. Yeah. And I am- I'd rather live my life forgetting to take selfies because I'm in the moment. It is, it is a double-edged sword. I like the idea that we were in so deep a conversation. But then who's, yeah, who's going to know that we're having breakfast if we don't post it on social media? The uh, zombie waitress. Oh, my. <laughs> Do we want to just touch on this before we get to the movie? She's going to listen to this podcast. We are being our own ambassadors and telling people about Mott's. You know what? I found it very difficult to talk about, you were great about it, talking about movies on the side to someone and saying, hey, you should listen to the podcast where us two are talking <laughs> is a, uh, They're like, there's, there's a level of confidence that I'm not quite sure I'm there at, which is strange because we've been doing it for almost a year to say like, listen. Uh, you don't know us, but you're going to find us enjoyable to listen to. I don't know. I thought, I asked her, do you like End of the World movies? And I, as you know, if you're a listener of the show, I like End of the World movies. But her End of the World movie preferred genre is very specific. It it wasn't a preferred genre. It was just, it's sort of like if you said like, hey, do you like the end of the world movies? And they then thought of, well, what's the only way that the world could end? <laughs> that's right, that's right. And what was that way? It was zombies. Zombies. She's like, oh yeah, I love those movies. You know, when the baby's a zombie. But I didn't like the zombie baby talk, but the one movie we connected on was I Am Legend with Will Smith. And right. that was a, you know, you, you find a connection point. So we should do I Am and Legend. And you were like, you know, like disaster movies too. And she's like, well, that's pretty unrealistic. She, she, I think she called out one that I couldn't even place. She was like, oh, the one with the uh, the zombie. I said, no, that, that's not what it meant. I mean, technically, yeah, those probably all end of the world, like yeah. end of the world movies. I guess for me, 
and listeners uh, would love to hear you chime in on this. For me, I enjoy an end of the world movie that is at least remotely plausible. Well, I think you enjoy disaster movies specifically Correct. more than just like end of the world. I, I enjoyed War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. So like in, if it's an alien reckoning, I'm down with that. <laughs> Independence Day. Independence Day, which, you know, I was thinking about the other day. We should really do Independence Day. It's colon resurgence. That, but the original. Oh, okay, yeah. So we could do the full presidential speech. I would do the original. We will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. And that's our quota. Every 10 <laughs> episodes, we get that in there. That's right. Okay, well, for today's movie, we watched the second Rachel McAdams time travel movie. The time traveler's what? Featuring Eric Bana's buns. <laughs> <laughs> I must have watched this on VidAngel the first time because I did not... <laughs> I was watching it with, with Whitney again, and she was like, I don't remember all this, but yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's a lot. Time Traveler's Wife has sort of that Terminator mm. it, where it, when, you're, when you're going through time, clothes right. can't come with you. Anyway, this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, 39% critic rating, 59% audience satisfaction. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, safely mediocre, critics less so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I more fondly remembered this movie than enjoying watching it now. This was your second viewing. This is my second viewing. Watched it last night. And it's on Amazon Prime for our mm-hmm, listeners who have not mm-hmm. seen it yet. Overall, I think this movie, the word herky-jerky came to mind. Mm. I feel like I understand what it's doing. It, you know, he travels in time. He can't control it. It's very disruptive to his life. But as a viewer, I feel like it takes a while to start finding the threads in the movie's plot. Yeah, it's disruptive to our lives as well right. as viewers. And so the parallel to this movie that we did earlier is About Time. Another Rachel McAdams. Another Rachel McAdams time travel movie. I feel like that movie does a better job of using time travel within the story. I feel like this story, it was almost disruptive <laughs> to the plot at time. It was hard to get into any scene. I feel like every scene was very quick. You never sat there and really... Take in the thing. I think it was meant to disorient you in some ways because there were, it would cut to a scene and you're not quite sure if it's the past or the present. Can, right. can we let's talk about the time travel real quick before we get into anything else? <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure I have this correct. Eric Bana, uh, sort of, I think they compared it to like an epileptic seizure. Right. He will have these episodes where he will disappear from what we would call the current time stream. Right. He would time travel either only back never forward right no he did go forward okay yeah yeah you're right he did, he did yeah, go forward several times i think but he would go to specific places that he did not control right he would show up naked <laughs> yes. which is a bummer I'll, i want to no pun intended ask your opinion <laughs> yeah full of bums <laughs> like he wouldn't be stuck there for long he'd be there for like an hour sometimes like after they first get married he she says he was gone for two weeks now, time compression, who knows? Like, maybe for him, he'd it was be gone from minutes. two weeks from the the canonical timeline. Like, right. But he might be back in the past for only, I guess, yeah, 30 minutes. A little bit. 30 minutes or whatever. whatever. And then he always returns similar to where he left, right? Right. Right. And he says it's like gravity, where he can't control where he goes, but he gets pulled back to big events. The last time that I saw you, I was 18. Seems that you go back to the same places a lot. Yeah, it's like gravity. Big events pull you in. I was a big event. So it would seem. One of the opening scenes is when he's six years old 
as a kid and him and his mom get in a car accident. It's right. the first time it happens and he disappears as the car is about to get hit. So yeah, he travels forward and back. It starts when he's six years old. Right. And apparently he does it the rest of his life. Right. Now, the, the movie hinges on when Rachel McAdams meets him in the library, because mm-hmm. we're at a library, yep. and he has no idea who she is right. in this moment. Here is my issue yeah. with the premise. Paradoxical. They keep something consistent with time travel, because he says whenever he tries to go back and change his mom's death, he can't do it. Right. Which makes sense with most time Heavy travel. Heavy flow of time, you can't- yeah. Butterfly effect, yep. if you, whatever. No, not butterfly no, effect, not butterfly, because right. you can't, can't impact right, it. Right, you can't change it, which I think is probably more- Accurate. It's a roaring river, and you're just a little pebble in there. Mm, it's very sage. So starting at six years old, he's trying time traveling his whole life, both directions, forward and back. Right. How is it that there is a moment where he does not know her? It's you. You told me this would happen. And I'm supposed to act normal, but I'm not really acting very normal. In his teenage years, right. was there never a time where he jumped forward in the future and saw him with his future wife? I think he's not jumping forward that much, is what I'm thinking. But he definitely does because, spoiler, at the end of the movie, after he's dead, he jumps forward and Rachel McAdams right. hugs him for one last time post-death. Oh, and he jumps forward when he's... Yes. <laughs> Which I want to talk about in a second. But anyway, so it's clear that he jumps forward. You're right. But he must have never jumped forward to see himself with Rachel McAdams in the future when he was like a teenager. Yeah, right, right. Well, the the whole thing about that's the the paradox of she knows him because he has gone back to see her as a as a girl, which Can we talk about we can yeah, can we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about that in a second. But he then goes back to see her because he has already met her and he's like, I want to make sure like I know about this. like he like looks right. at her like kid journal to see right. when he goes to visit her so he can know. That was paradoxical. Which I think is is fun to have a, an, a cool time paradox in there where you go like it's hard <sighs> to wrap your mind around. But let's go to okay. <laughs> Eric Bana goes to visit girl Rachel McAdams. Eight, eight year old. Six year old. Oh, it was a six first time. He's naked. Right. He's naked in the bush. Yep. Terminator style. Yep. She hands him the blanket. Yep. He comes out wearing the blanket. Yep. And then disappears. Right. In fact, you and I are friends in the future. When you're a lady. Am I pretty? Yes. Very. It's hard to talk about. I think overall, it's creepy. They try to be not creepy. Right. They really try to be sweet. Like Eric Bana is sweet to this little girl, but he does tell her like, you are beautiful in the future. We are together in the future. That, and it jumps yeah. back and forth between him romantically with Rachel McAdams and him going to visit a uh, little girl, Rachel McAdams. Right. Which I would have to say, like if you put yourself in the scenario of you are married to your wife now, if you were a time traveler and you went back to see your wife when she was a little girl and you ran into her on the street, there would be a kind of care for her of like, oh, how cute. Like this is the woman I end up falling in love with. I would observe from a distance. Right, right. Because I feel like he meddled too much and was manipulative. Yes. He basically like she fell in love with him because because what he was doing. And there's the one scene where she asks him, she's a little girl. 
She says, are you married in the future? He says, yeah, to me. I feel like telling the little girl that you get married in the future, that was the most manipulative statement. Yes. And I feel like it would be a mistake in if that was a real life situation. Like you probably shouldn't do that. Right. There's just enough of it that feels like an adult manipulating a child yeah. to fall in love with him in the future that really brought some oogie-ness into this movie. Feels greasy. It does. <laughs> it it does. Greasy. It really does. It feels like Tom Hardy in the Venom movie. It's just too... <laughs> a little smarmy. A little too greasy. Right, because in, eventually he asks her to marry him while she's sleeping, which is exactly the same as About Time. <laughs> Rachel McAdams gets proposed to twice yes. while sleeping. Apparently that's like some of her best moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... She says no right away. Will you marry me? No. I didn't mean that. I just just wanted to try it. I just wanted to say it to assert my own sense of free will. In some ways, it makes me think like, wow, yeah, that, that should be a concern of like, did you always have enough details about me that you were going to make me fall in love with you? Right, because then later, I think when they're arguing... Eric Abana says, you didn't have to marry me or whatever. She says, yes, I did. She said, I didn't have a choice. Right. Which I think is the more accurate statement and makes the her as a child interactions even more greasy. Right. Because it does feel like it was deterministic. They make it seem like everything was inevitable. But it also feels like he really steered the ship. Right. From her as a child. That whole element makes it feel weird throughout. Right. Young mullet Eric Bana. <laughs> And that is, wig is not great. It is yeah. not. The the aging in this movie, if this movie was made in 2019, there would be more CG effects for aging and de-aging. Right. And I'm kind of glad there isn't. Yeah, I agree. But to show that Eric Bana is older, they just kind of silver fox him up a little bit and cut right. his hair a little, or his hair's a little shorter and swooped yeah. back. A little whereas, more stubble. Yeah, whereas a, yeah. As a younger guy, he has the mullet. <laughs> mullet. Less double. I find the subtle aging differences, especially with, I thought the Rachel McAdams stuff was pretty effective. That was good, yeah. Before we keep railing on the movie, I want to mention one scene I enjoyed, which was the wedding scene. I think it's Gomez, his friend. Right. They're getting ready for the wedding. I like Gomez in this movie. Gomez is great. Eric Band is about to take a Valium, because I guess when he gets worked up is when he time travels, so he's trying to keep calm for the wedding, but he right. doesn't make it and he disappears right and then older version of him comes for the ceremony right and rachel mcadams and him have like the moment because they know what's happening right and her dad she didn't like her dad kind of weird her dad's not the one who shot him at the end right yeah he's the hunter he's the hunter yeah that's the whole that's the whole deal okay or her dad's comment where he's like he looks a little gray right and so that was i enjoyed that play and then younger him comes back for the final dance at the reception, mm. that was a nice scene. I think it was one of the few moments of the movie where I said, okay, I, they're using time travel kind of to a good effect in the story. I enjoy this. Like That was fine. I have three scenes that I really like in this movie. Okay. Should I talk about mine? Yeah. Do you have any more like scenes that you really like? Because I like the scene of Eric Bana and when he runs into his mom on the train yes that so that's one of them yeah, is that I like that yeah he as an adult he runs it kind of gave me not m- true mistiness in my eyes but kind of a goosebumpy feeling of like yeah his mom died when he was six but he's still able to sometimes see her right. and he tells her randomly on the train like i met a girl 
when he met like Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Make sure that girl knows how you feel about her. Your son loves you very much. I know. And I thought that was a really sweet, like, almost getting permission from your mom to... Yeah, that was nice. So that was one. What are the other two for you? The other two, um, one of them was they have a daughter yes. later in the movie. Right. He ends up dying when the girl is five, is, is five but the girl's a time traveler too. And he jumps forward in that scene because yes. she's nine. After, this is after he's died. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, but yeah. And yeah, and them them meeting and yeah. them having like a, you've grown up to be such a beautiful little girl. That was fun, yeah. And then the final, like, I'm a little sucker for that final scene where Rachel McAdams waits yeah. for him to reappear. He reappears after he has long, has he's, he has died. Right. Like four years later. She still puts clothes out for him. Right. And he shows up for, what, 20 seconds? Yeah, and she runs. That's a... I, it was, that yeah. Got I me. That it. got me. <laughs> no, that like, was good. Yeah, yeah. As someone who's married myself, the idea of like getting the opportunity... Like you have such a small opportunity after like one of you's passed away right. to like see them one more time. I know every, like people yeah. have that wish of like, man, if I could just give you a hug one more time. Man, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it now. No, it was a nice scene. And that redeems it a little bit what i remember from the movie is him dying mm-hmm. and like that feeling after he died where she sees him one last time that's what i remember from the first viewing and i think why it's, i had it's better... the end of the movie so it, it leaves you on a, a pretty like soaring moment it ended strong right and the whole him getting shot but i the one other character i liked was eric banda's father right who you know alcoholic alcoholic but also a musician and that arc from where he comes to the wedding, cleans up, and then is teaching the daughter violin. Right. That was really nice. Right. I, I enjoyed that. Two topics I want to hit real quick. Yes. He gets fixed. <laughs> he gets a vasectomy. <laughs> because she has like folks. two to three miscarriages because we believe the baby is time traveling. The time traveler's wife pulls no punches when it comes to difficult things in life. Right. It hits for this type of movie. Yeah. It really like goes after it, like miscarriages, vasectomy that's not agreed upon between people, right? Kind of cheating on your yourself. Self that was with interesting. Yourself. Yes, like yes. These are all very like him being gone for two weeks and her feeling alone. Right. It was real. It was real. There and, were a lot of moments where I was like, wow, it went there. Yeah. And I kind of, I'll give it a like a, I mean, well done for tackling these things right okay so let's talk about the yes vasectomy thing <laughs> we're we're thinking that the baby during pregnancy time travels out of the womb right and that's why she keeps miscarriaging yes. yeah so he basically says like i don't want you to go through this anymore right right oh, he doesn't do this and I, he says i don't want to have a child with the same genetic mess up as me so right. he just goes and does this which is pretty brazen it's a pretty brazen choice to make so i had a vasectomy that's <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those, like, I'm not sure if asking forgiveness is better than permission yeah, in that that's, that's situation. Yeah, that's a tough one. But then for the, the scene where younger him then shows up and they- She gets pregnant she with, gets pregnant the, with younger the younger him pre vasectomied That was an interesting plot point. Yeah. And so they says, used it's time not like I cheated on you. Right, which <laughs> I don't know. And there's another part of the movie where he asks, because she keeps running into older version of him, mm-hmm. and the younger version asks her, do you like him better? Right. Which is so interesting because it's him. Right. But I think it's also a real question. Like, 
Because he does have a character arc in this movie right. of kind of growing up and being a little bit more. And older him is probably the better guy right. <laughs> overall. So anyway, that, that was an interesting plot point. The other one was the lotto. Mm. Purposely wins the lotto. Mm-hmm. And he's, he says a line like, There are a lot of downsides to my condition. Okay, but this is not one of them. I, I looked at my wife and I was like, what do you think? Like, is that mm. okay? What he just did? She was like, I don't know. Would you do it? If you were a time traveler? I don't know. I feel like 65% I'd lean the direction. I mean, if you spent your life showing up naked to random places and having to like constantly either get arrested (laughs) or like breaking in. You could never hold a job because you might be gone for two weeks without any word. Maybe. I don't know. It's tough. The approach to time travel in this movie as a disability in some ways, is a very interesting... I've never seen that in another movie. Right. And that, that's like the about time version of it. It was more like an, an X-Men ability. Superpower. And he just had to deal with the ramifications of what he did. Right. This was a, I don't know when this is going to happen, and it's disruptive to my life. Right. So that was a, an interesting take. Before we get maybe to ranking the movie, yes. just quick romance corner between Rachel McAdams and Eric Bana. What say you? 2009, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> So I was 21 when this movie came out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nate is staring off into the distance. Is beautiful. Rachel McAdams is lovely in this movie. And right. I think probably 21-year-old Nate who watched this movie probably thought like, if your life, if you're a time traveler, but you end up with Rachel McAdams in the end, you're going to be okay. Did you believe her towards him? Yes, I did. I agree. I think she was great in this movie. Like, as an actress, as, yes. as a role, yes. it was great. Now, it's all layered. You can't separate it from the greasiness of a grown man visiting her as a kid. Sure. I can never disconnect it. Yeah. Their issues as adults, they're like, he's gone a lot. She yeah, has yeah. to live her life. I thought was all very relatable and all yeah. very much like, I get it. Yeah. Do I believe that? <laughs> Eric Bana, right. that side of the relationship wasn't as strong of a, yeah. of a connection. I agree. He said all the, like the script says like the you complete me sort of thing, or I never wanted anything other than right. you or whatever. But you know, I do believe older version of him. Yes. And so maybe. Maybe that's part of the thing. Maybe he did a great job acting because I don't believe him. And then at the end I do. I think overall romance corner, I think this movie does their relationship well. Right. Okay. What about you? What say you? I agree. I think she, 100%, great acting performance. I believe she loved him. I think he was a weaker performance than her. Mm. And she was sometimes just so like bubbly and like mm-hmm. just wanting to be with him. He seemed more like a jerk sometimes, but maybe right. that's, that was the idea. Part of his character growth, I think. But sometimes it was just aloof. Sometimes he just right. seemed like not present. Again, maybe that's part of it because he never knows when he's going to disappear, but- yeah, he said at one point in time, I think it was a really profound line, he said, for the first time, I don't feel alone. Because as right. a time traveler, he's kind of disconnected from right. everyone else. Which is what his mom told him to tell the girl. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The, I'd like you to, quick question before we, before we rate it. Yeah, yeah. Here's the question. Yes. Steven, you have now seen About Time and Time Traveler's Wife. Yes. What do you think is the better love story? So this is like romance corner v. romance corner. <laughs> if you had to rate whose love is stronger. Can I cheat and take 
Rich? No, no, no. <laughs> you cannot. Okay, I'll I'll try to answer. I was gonna say I would take Rachel McAdams from Time Traveler's Wife and the dude from About Time, Donald Gleason. Yeah, because of Eric Bana's maybe weaker performance. I think maybe maybe the love story from A Time Traveler's Wife is the stronger love story. If if it weren't for the creepiness, I would say confident about him visiting mm-hmm. her as a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there are more ramifications to the time travel and about time, and that makes it more interesting. Right. And I would be more inclined to watch that movie again before seeing this one. I agree. As far as a movie, about time is right. much better than this movie. Right. But the relationship, uh, the love of in you know, a time traveler's wife, I believe, is maybe a, has an edge. What do you say? I see. I would. I think I'm with you too, but only for this reason. Here's the X factor. Yeah. In time traveler's wife. Rachel McAdams knows about Eric Bana's time traveling. And remember from About Time, and listeners, you can go back and listen to our About Time. Right. My big hang up there is that Rachel McAdams never knows that her husband right. is a time traveler. He keeps it secret from her. Right. And that secret mm. is taints the whole thing, sort of like the creepiness of this movie. I forgot about that. So I think I would have to go with. I, I, I'm with you. I wish I could kind of combine the two together. Right, right. No, but that's a good, that's a good point. That makes me feel stronger about my decision, feel good too. good about it. They were at least open about everything. <laughs> it's very right. transparent. Right. Okay. Well, let's rate this movie. Mm. From zero to five green argyle sweaters. Because that's the outfit that he wears in the final scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the one that she keeps leaving out for him. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Imperturbably. I'm going to give... A Time Traveler's Wife. Does the movie have an uh in front of Time Traveler's Wife? Sorry, excuse me. I'm going to give The Time Traveler's Ah, Wife 2.5 Green Argyle Sweaters. Mm -hmm. It was, you know what, I might even skew it a little farther down. I'm going to give it 2.25. Okay. I think rewatchability is low after my second viewing. I'm probably not going to watch this movie again. Not a third time. I'm not going to watch this a third time. I don't know. It could be an every 10 years sort of thing. <laughs> the creepiness is knocks it down, but Rachel McAdams is the whole 2.25 <laughs> of the ranking. She is the whole thing. She's right. the two, and Eric Bana's dad is the uh, 0.25. He, he has a strong performance. Mm, okay. so, anyway, what do, what do you say about it? I'm going to say 2.5 Argyle oh, okay. Sweaters. Okay. I, I was, when you said it initially, that really resonated with okay. me. Uh, right, down the, right down the line. I thought it is kind of enjoyable. Like it's heartwarming for about 20% of this movie. And those heartwarming moments, those yeah. three scenes that we discussed earlier, yeah. those are enough that like it gives me quote unquote the feels for yeah. those things. Yeah, I agree. But the whole, you know what I would love? I just like we're doing now, but even on a deeper dive, I would love to watch this with say my wife. And then yeah. discuss the ramifications of yeah. free will and predestination <laughs> and yeah, the, the flow of time and how time travel yeah. works in this movie. Yeah. That is interesting to me. I probably won't watch this movie again. Right. I'm guessing. Right. I'd rather watch About Time. Absolutely. All right. So lightning round, real quick. Let's top do five. It. Top five, Rachel McAdams movies. So movies... Not necessarily her character, but the movies as a whole, right? That's what we decided? Yes. Okay. Are we ever going to do a Kate Beckinsale top five? Anyway, (laughs) 
So top five, Rachel McAdams. Underworld. Underworld <laughs> two. Underworld three. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. No, it's actually serendipity at the top. Don't at me. <laughs> wait, wait, don't no spoil it. Can't spoil Sorry. our own podcast for a future top five. Do you have any honorable mentions? The Family Stone is an honorable mention for me. Okay. I'm putting, plays a small role in that. I'm putting Doctor Strange in my honorable mentions. What about, I like the movie. Oh, right, right. I'm sort of. <laughs> she was barely in it, I understand. But. You know, she's only making one movie per year, which I really respect these. Like, I'm looking at Rachel McAdams' filmography. Yeah. The yeah. last three years, one movie per year. I feel like she's got her priorities right in That's life. Right. Like, you don't need to make five movies a year. <laughs> she's giving it her all. 41 years old. Huh. 10 years older than me. All right. <laughs> What's your number five? My number five is Mean Girls. Okay. I don't have all the quotes from it. <laughs> there are some people that are super into it. Yes. And have seen it a lot. I don't think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mm. But I remember having some funny moments in it. So Mean Girls is number five for me. You know Swedish? Yeah, everyone in Africa can read Swedish. I've never seen Mean Girls. I know it's like a culturally canonical movie, but. I feel like people our age have really loved it. Overblown? I think it's overblown, okay, but okay. if there's ever people who are going to tweet at us. To say, it's about Mean Girls? People have strong opinions about Mean Girls. Maybe we should do it on the show. Ooh. We'll do, maybe we could do Mean Girls. Okay. All right, well, my number five, Red Eye. Her on the plane with, is it Christian Slater? No, I think it's that guy from uh, Inception. It's, it's the Scarecrow guy. Yeah, he's in Inception, he's, it's too. Not, that's not Christian Slater. No, 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 no. It's Cillian Murphy? Yep, Cillian Murphy. That's I did it. not know that guy's name. Okay. He's in a lot of Christopher Nolan stuff. He's in Dunkirk uh, as well. Oh, that's right. Anyway, Red Eye, super tense, suspenseful. But All right, you're number four. Number four for me is The Vow. The Vow. With Rachel McAdams and Channing Tatum. Oh. Rachel McAdams does a great job in her whole career of being amazed and reacting with a shocked face to everything in life. <laughs> Think about the movie she's been in. She's usually surrounded by either something kind of magical or something truly shocking or True. traumatic. True. She does great in traumatic moments. So yeah. the vow, in the vow, she loses uh, her memory like a, an accident okay. and forgets the, the, the man that she's either married to or engaged, which is Channing Tatum. So Like a while you were sleeping uh, situation? Sort of like that, but a lot more dr drama filled. Yeah, I got you. Very good. Well, my number four that everyone knows is The Notebook. Figured I had to put it in the list. It was a good movie, solid movie. Okay. <laughs> You're number three. <laughs> my number three is About Time. I think I'm coming around on it the more, like, I think after watching this movie, I had more of an yeah. appreciation for About Time. Yes, agreed. It's mm -hmm. going to age fondly in my mind, I believe. So for those who are super, those who like About Time, really like About Time, I am not there, but I'm slowly coming around on it. Okay, fair enough. Well, my number three, I imagine this will be in your list, but I'm putting Sherlock Holmes as number three. Mm. Fully enjoy the movie. I like her in the movie. Solid three for me. Distance. I forgot about Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Nate is rejiggering the list in his mind. Okay. As we speak. I'm kicking the vow off. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, the vow. Okay. We're going to move uh, about time to four. Oh, okay. We're going to, I'm going to put Sherlock Holmes as three. Okay. In here. Now, 
I'm not necessarily like Sherlock Holmes, as I've discussed before, is one like one of my favorite movies. So it should be at the probably at the top. But I'm also kind of weighing in Rachel McAdams-ness. Yes. She is same. not she does not make that movie in any way. Like she's not a make or break part of it. Right. So I'm going to skew this list a little bit Rachel McAdams heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is her list. I kind of did that. Yeah, I kind of did that too. Okay. Did that too. My number two, The Notebook. Oh, number two. Right. Right. Very impactful to me at a very specific, probably my rose-colored glasses time. Um, I think their relationship was a little bit inspiring to a young Nate Mm. who was like falling in love around that time that movie came out. I think right. the real stars of that movie, however, are the old people. Yeah. The old versions of themselves are the parts that, that bring a tear to my eye, right. not the younger versions of them. All right. Well, my number two is Spotlight. Have you mm, seen Spotlight? I have not. It's a very, very good movie based on true events. And she does her reportery things in it. She's uh, a reporter in that movie? Yes. Okay. But she is um, just really good. She's okay. really good in the, uh, in the movie. And the movie is... I've. I think it's really good. I think Mark Ruffalo. Yes. Uh, also yes. Yes. Yeah. But it was uh, very good. Very good. Have you seen Southpaw? I did not see that movie either. No. I know and, she's in that. And I will mention now with our 50th episode approaching listener of the show, friend of the show, Matt Glover has suggested we do a 50 cent movie for our 50th episode. <laughs> and I, Southpaw is literally the only 50 cent movie I have remotely heard of. Just throw that out there. Isn't he in Hustle and Flow as well? Is that I don't know. I can't even picture what 50 Cent looks like. I don't know. I mean, I could picture two quarters, but I cannot picture. Sorry, was that too, our, <laughs> too our funny? White, our whiteness is showing? Is that what's Sorry, happening? sorry. I mean, I know the name. I just like, I don't recognize I've that. heard of two quarters before <laughs> of this 50 Cent character. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, County <laughs> that's an option for our uh, 50th episode. Love it. A 50 Cent. So what's your number one? My number one is a movie that's not even going to be on your list. Yeah. It's sneaky. I think the best Rachel McAdams movie. She's a star. Morning Glory. Morning Glory. To those out there who want to see a wonderful Rachel McAdams performance, I believe her best performance. Really? Morning Glory. She is a newscaster, like morning show newscaster a producer. Harrison Ford is in it as a curmudgeonly. Oh, uh, I want to say maybe Diane Keaton is also in it. If you get yep. a chance, listeners, go see Morning Glory. I find it truly delightful. It is my number one Rachel McAdams movie. I have never, I have never heard of that movie. You should watch it. If you don't like it, I will take full responsibility. <laughs> okay. By the way, I could watch that movie every year. No really? Problem. Yep. We should do that on the show. We should. That's a good one. Okay. 4.5. Oh, sorry. You, wait, <laughs> you can't just pre-rate it. You got to watch it again. You, you, okay, you, okay. Perspective. All right. Well, my number one is about time. Mm. Putting in number one, if it, when it comes to seeing Rachel McAdams in a movie, enjoying the movie and enjoying her performance, I think about time is it for me. I, I really enjoy it. I love time travel stuff. She also has some intense bangs in that movie. She does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Her bangs are also a star. I still remember the ping pong scene with the guy and his dad. Oh man! And some about that scene still gets me. Out of all, out of those two, these two movies, these time movies, yes. that Rachel McAdams apparently did this one, two thousand nine, and said, 
I'm going to do an even better one in 2014. Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I think that ping pong scene is still the most tear-jerking scene in either of these movies. Yes. That relationship with that dad. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, Rachel McAdams, thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your career. We look forward to many more. Sorry we haven't seen South Paul, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Maybe for our 50th episode. You were great in Morning Glory. Go watch Morning Glory. Nate out.